So, previously on Superman the Animated Podcast, I talked about the episode titled Apocalypse Now, Part 2. In this episode, after a successful attempt to stop Darkseid's plans, the invasion of Earth begins and Superman gets captured and tortured. The people of Metropolis resist and try to fight the evil lord. Even after seeing Superman defeated and paraded through the streets, the citizens citizens of Metropolis continue to fight back, which bolters Superman's confidence. Superman, with the help of Turpin, manages to free himself from his bonds and subsequently a fleet of New Genesis ships arrive to stop Darkseid. Orion informs Darkseid that the ruler of New Genesis, the wise and powerful Highfather, has placed Earth under his protection, and as such, any further aggression will breach the peace treaty between New Genesis and Apocalypse. Darkseid calls off the attack, and as a last act of spite, vaporizes Dan Turpin. Superman, enraged with grief, begins to destroy an enemy tank. Later, on a sunny hillside with a large crowd in attendance, a Jewish funeral service is held for the fallen police officer, and a rabbi sings the Kaddish for Turpin. Superman says his goodbyes to his friend, saying, in the end, the world didn't need a Superman, just a brave one. If you haven't heard this episode because you're either new to the podcast or if you've missed it, please, after listening to this episode, go back and have a listen, or you can listen now and come back to this episode. It's okay. I'll wait. Awesome. Now that you're back, hopefully you enjoyed the previous episode. And for those who stayed, here is the next episode of Superman, the animated podcast. And welcome to Superman the Animated Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan McKenzie. In this podcast, I'm currently talking about Superman the Animated Series. We'll talk about the creators behind the episode, talk about the voice actor or actresses in the episode, go into detail if it's a new voice actor or actress. We'll talk a little bit about what other roles they have done and what they're most famous for. Also talk about the characters the voice actors or actresses are providing their voice talents to involved in this particular episode, let you know who they are and who created them. I'm on my own again for this episode of the, of the podcast, and what I'd like to do now in this portion of the podcast is give a shout out to some of my favourite podcasts that I listen to and provide some information about their podcast and what brought me to listening to their podcast. So today I'd like to shout out the podcast titled Always Hold On To Arrow, hosted by Lance Laster and Cavante Chillis. The first episode aired on June the 13th, 
2020. So as most of you know, I am a big fan of Always Holland to Smallville and have listened to every single episode. And a guest host on that podcast on more than one occasion has been his good friend, Lance Luster. And when I heard that he was doing his own podcast, I just had to listen. So joining him on his podcast is Kevonche Chillis, and they talk about all things that make Arrow, Arrow. So this is a shout out to Lance and Kevonte. Thank you for a great podcast. Looking forward to your next episode of Always Hold On To Arrow. Now back to the podcast. Before I go into the podcast, I just wanted to bring up that it's been three days since the 25th anniversary of Superman the Animated Series. Um, wow. Uh, I can't believe it's been 25 years and we're still talking about one of the best animated series of all time. Uh, I know, you know, in the DCAU, Batman was the first animated series that actually started the DCAU as a whole. Uh, but for me, Superman, you know, everything you want in a Superman series is in this animated series. Um, you know, you, you look at all the other incarnations of Superman being in the movies and TV shows, there's a lot of great things about them. You know, those who know me, I love all kinds and avenues of what Superman is and who he is. Uh, you know, the Christopher Reeve movies, uh, Brendan Routh's movie, Superman Returns, Smallville, big, you know, Smallville is my fa- is definitely my, my number one TV show. But Superman the Animated Series is just one of those series you can just watch over and over again. The fact that they haven't made a move, you know, a group of movies that that almost based on Superman the Animated Series is beyond me. Uh, you know, a, a series that's been around for so long. You know, parts have been taken out. Um, you know, they've used. You can see people have watched it and used that for their ideas. So, it's like for Man of Steel, you would think. Yeah, there were parts there. Um, you know, but the best part about this series, as well as Batman, the animated series, is it linked into you know Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and you know, and also you know, there's a new Superman animated series in the works, um, which I'm excited about. Um, it's going to be very different, of course, but not listening to, you know, my favorite, you know, Superman being t- um, Tim Daly and, and same with Lois Lane, um, Donna Delaney, you know, David Kaufman as Jimmy Olsen, you know, just those, those actors who brings those characters to life, uh, same with Clancy Brown for Lex Luthor, you know, it's going to be very hard to watch this series without those voices, but... I'm one of those fans of Superman that I'll always watch it, no matter what. So I'll so just say I'm a Superman and Lois this year. Um, I went into that um, not very excited, I must admit. Um, I didn't mind Tyler Hecklin's portrayal of Superman in Supergirl. Um, in the Crisis series, I just thought he was out outplayed by Brandon Routh. I think most people can agree to that. But what he did in that series... You know, and what both him, 
you know, and, and the cast of that show represented was just, how, you know, of what Superman was and what the show was all about. Yes, I wish they would have done, a lot, you know, the the series a lot differently. I wish they would have stayed in Metropolis. You know, I wish they would have portrayed Lois and Clark just like they did in the original Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. I wish that's how it would have been portrayed. But, you know, but just the fact that Superman is back on our TV screens, he's not on the big screen, but he's, you know, in our, in our homes. So it's just great to see. But again, Superman, 25 years Superman the Animated Series. You know, I didn't pick this series because I didn't like it. I obviously picked it because I absolutely love this series. I love talking about it. Um, I, I, I honestly wish if, you know, if work and, you know, and life didn't get in the in the way sometimes, I could have had the series completed by now. But, you know, we've got two episodes left of season two and then straight into season three. And then who knows, uh, once I've completed the series, what we'll do from there, whether we do the movies or linking into Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, I'm not sure. But um, I'd love to hear your feedback and let me know what you like to hear on the series. Um, but one thing I do want to give a big shout out um, is to all the other podcasts out there that talk about Superman in the animated side of, side of the house. So, you know, Steve and on the Saturday morning Superman show, um, his passion for the character I love listening to his podcast. Um, he talked, you know, in his first series, he talked about Superman, the animated series, season one. Then he went on to the Flasher series. Um, now, his next season coming up soon is the, Ru- you know, the Ruby series. Um, and he just loves Superman as a character as a whole. And if you haven't done so yet, I definitely recommend go and listen to his podcast. Um, I look forward to it each and every every week when he does bring out an episode and you can just listen to his passion for the character. And I've had him on the podcast previously and we've uh, been in discussion this week and we might bring out something um, down the road. So I'm very excited about that, what we decide to do. Uh, but just love the fact that there's more podcasts out there talking about Superman, the animated series. Also, other podcasts out there, you've got the DCAU with Cal and Liam. Um, you know, I've been lucky enough to be on their podcast. I've had Liam on my podcast. I very want to get um, Cal on the podcast eventually. Um, those guys, you know, that they let you DCAU as a whole. You know, they started with Batman the Animated Series and they've talked about everything else that DCAU is. Um, they're a great bunch of guys. absolutely love their podcast. Um, listen to everything regarding Superman definitely um they also talk about the comic books that are coming out so definitely get into that so if, if you haven't if it's, like i said if it's just not for your love of superman but also the dcau definitely jump on board cal and liam are great they, they they you can tell that they they love watching these shows brings back a lot of nostalgia for them growing up um oh uh, you know when they, when they were growing up i should say and yeah great bunch of guys and i can't wait to have them on the podcast again later on but also another podcast that's very similar to, to, to talking about the DCAU is Tim Talk. You know, those guys over there, um, I've only just recently, even though I've known about them for a while, but I've only just recently gotten back into, um, you know, listening to those guys. And, you know, I'm up to date with um, JLU, with they're currently on to now talking about. I've just finished season one. And I've, I've slowly gone back to, started listening to um, Superman the Animated Series on their podcast. You know, so and those those guys are fantastic. I love what they do. 
Um, and you know, so there's four podcasts out there. So if you're not just listening to me, and I'm I'm very grateful for all those that do. Um, but you've got the Saturday morning morning Superman show, the DCAU review, and Tim talk. We all love Superman the animated series, and there's, and then there's plenty of other podcasts out there. Um, that you know, that will have the odd, you know, the odd focus on Superman the animated series. Um. Apologies as I bring it up on my phone. <laughs> bring it up on my phone. Um, uh, so you've also got the, uh, the Krypton Report. You know that they Yeah, I'm in, I'm in discussions with the guys over there about doing a podcast with them shortly about Superman the animated series, and I'm very keen. Um, you know, I love talking to other people about the series. And for their love and of the character, you know, what they love and what they don't like about the series. And that's what I love about Superman, the animated series, is that not every episode is great. You know, and I've discussed that on, on this podcast. Um, but there's not many out there that I, I, I don't like. It's just parts about it that I wish they'd done better. Um, you know, then you've got the All-Star Super, Super, Super Fan Podcast. They've only just recently started, but just those two guys on there, just their... They love the character of Superman, and they're going to get around us talking about Superman the Animated Space sooner rather than later. So I'd love to be a, a guest on their podcast to talk about my passion for the for the character, but also just to hear their views on the character as well. Obviously, you got Luke Bug, the podcast of Steel. Um, you know, everyone knows his passion for DC as a whole, um, and his love for Superman itself in all avenues, whether it being TV, movies, and animation. He's another great one out there. Um, you've got Geek History Lesson. Uh, they, they don't really talk about the animation side as per se, but you know Jason Nimbin on there is a big Superman fan, so and I know he loves Superman the Animated Series, and he's also doing his own podcast on Justice League at the moment with one of his friends, Jeremy. You know, so you know, there's just so many you know, other avenues out there that are just talking about Superman the Animated Series and their love for the character. So... So I just thought I'd say congratulations, 25 years, and I can't wait for another 25 years to talk about this series, 25 in 50 years, in, in oh, 25 years into the future to talk about the 50th anniversary. So anyway, enough about that. So let's get into this week's episode, talking about Superman the Animated Series, Season 2, Episode 27, titled Little Girl Lost, Part 1. So the episode aired on the 2nd of May of 1998. Kurt Gator returns as the director. The episode was written by Evan Dorkin, Sarah Dyer, Paul Dini, and Alan Burnett, including series writers Hilary Bader, Stan Berkowitz, and Bob Goodman. The episode was, was produced by Haven Alexander, Nalila Ritmanis. It's for the music for this episode, and casting was by Leslie Lamers. Art direction again was by Glenn Murakami. And edited again by El Brighton Batch and Bradford Keats. So returning voice actors and actresses for this episode include Tim Daly as Superman Clark Kent, Dana Delaney as Lois Lane, David Kaufman as Jimmy Olsen, Mike Farrell as Jonathan Kent, and Shelley Fabris as Martha Kent. So new voice actors or actresses for this episode include Ed Asner as Granny Goodness, um, as those who might know, when this episode comes out, um, you know, a very sad thing 
not too long ago, Ed Asner passed away, um, known for very, very many famous acting roles, but, you know, um, famous for this series as Granny Goodness, so he will be missed, and I, I, um, my thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Uh, the, Nicole Tom as Supergirl Kara, Carolyn Seymour as Carla in Z, Diane Michelle as Lashina, El Rocker as The Weatherman, Julia Cato as Amy, and Scott Menville as Travel. So out of those new voice actors and actresses, I'd just like to talk about two of those, being Ed Asner and Nicole Tom. So let's first talk about Ed Asner. So Ed was born on the 15th of November in 1929 in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. And most, as I just alluded to, um, you know, most of the fans of DCA will know, um, he sadly passed away recently on the 29th of August of this year in Tarzana, California. Uh, he was most commonly known for his roles in The Mary Tyler Moore Show, where he played Luke Grant. He has played Santa in the movie Elf, and he was the voice of Carl Fredrickson in the movie Up. Uh, great voice actor, great actor, um, and he will be missed. Uh, secondly, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Nicole Tom. So Nicole was born on the 23rd of March, 1978 in Hinsdale, Illinois, USA. She was most commonly known for her roles in the movies Beethoven and Beethoven Second. She played Reese, or where she played Reese, and also for her role on the TV series The Nanny, where she played Maggie Sheffield. It's funny, when I heard the voice originally, I didn't think I knew the actress, but as soon as I went over her IMBD credits, I knew exactly who she was. You know, I grew up with Beethoven. I loved Beethoven, the movie, as a kid. And, yep. Definitely picture her voice now after uh, realizing who she was. And yeah, and she did really well with, um, with Kara as well. So with the characters we're going to talk about first is, is we're going to go and have a little discussion about Granny Goodness. So Granny Goodness first appeared in Mr. Miracle of May of 1971. It was created by Jack Kirby. Alter Ego is Goodness. Species, New God. Place of Origin is Apocalypse. Team affiliations include Female Furies and Darkseid's Elite. Notable aliases is Athena. Abilities. So we've got Immortality. Superhuman physical attributes. Great leader and tactician. Skilled warrior. And she wields a, a mega rod with advanced technology. Which we actually see in the episode today. Also we're going to talk about Supergirl. So, Supergirl first appeared in Action Comics number 252 of May 1959. She was created by Otto Binder and Al Plastino. Alter Ego is Kara Zorel. Species is Kryptonian. Place of Origin is Krypton. So, team affiliations include Justice League. <coughs> excuse me. Justice League United. Superman of America. Teen Titans. Female Furies. The DEO. Red Lantern Corps. Secret Six, and Star Labs. Partnerships include that with Superman, Batgirl, and Streaky the Supercat. Notable aliases is Supergirl, Flamebird, Claire Connor, Kara Kent, and Girl of Steel. Now, her abilities. All right, I hope you're all sitting down. Uh, this is going to take a little while. So, she's got vast superhuman strength. She's got speed, durability, senses, agility, reflexes, and longevity. 
superhuman vision, heat vision, electromagnetic spectrum vision, microscopic vision, x-ray vision, telescopic vision, infrared vision, superhuman breath, freeze breath, wind breath, invulnerability, accelerated healing, solar energy manipulation, absorption and protection, flight, force field, crystal generation, instantiability, self-sustenance, sound manipulation. <sighs> I just need a drink. <laughs> Genius level intellect. All right. Now this one, I should have looked into this one. Multiling. So basically, she's multilingual. Spit it out, Nathan. A multilingualistic. So basically, she can speak all languages. Master combatant, master martial artist, and chi manipulation. Wow. I'm gonna have to go back and see um, the abilities of Superman because I reckon she's outclassed Superman with her abilities. Wow. Now let's get into this episode, Little Lost Girl, Part 1. So the episode starts off in space, with Superman flying around in the spaceship that brought him to Earth. Now I found the music here kind of reminded me of Krypton, of the, of the Krypton theme music from Superman the movie. I thought it was really well done actually. Um, and the visuals were, were fantastic at the start of this episode. So this is a homage to the future movie Superman Returns. The deleted scenes, of course. Uh, if you've seen the deleted scenes of Superman Returns, Kal-El, you know, I don't know where he got his spaceship in Superman Returns, but anyway, he makes his way back to Krypton's or to the, you know, the remnants of where Krypton was and just saw the destruction that was there. So this kind of reminded me of that. I don't know whether, you know, the, I don't know whether they thought about this, you know, the animated series with regards to that scene in Superman Returns, um, but you would think so, definitely after watching watching this episode. So Superman has followed the co the coordinates from uh, the ship's initial flight recorder and retraced the ship's escape route from his home planet of Krypton. When he arrives, all he can see is debris. He even conducts a life scan, which comes up with negative. As he states, there's nothing out there but death. So as he is thinking about the loss of his planet, there was a beeping sound uh, coming from his ship's computer saying, identify transmission, to which Superman says, a distress signal coming from the edge of the system. As I brought up just a second ago, I love the visuals in this the start of this episode, but also love the visuals inside of, of his ship uh, here. Um, so the green glow of... Yeah, you know, the, the the chunks of his planet still there. You can just see the green glow inside of his ship. So all the, yeah, you know, he's actually wearing the spacesuit. Um, yeah, you know, the white spacesuit. It's got the red logo and it's white and grey. It's basically where the grey parts of his of his suit are now are now green. And I think it looks awesome. So Superman looks at his radar on the ship's computer. The distress signal is at a distance of forty three thousand eight hundred and fifty. Not sure if that's in meters, kilometers, uh, yards or miles. 
light years maybe I'm, I'm not sure but uh yeah we'll just run with let's just say kilometers um but also the, they have the coordinates there of 23 bar 456 bar n86 i don't even didn't even try and look that up because i don't think that that is real but if anyone you know is into that sort of thing with looking into space with coordinates if you look up 23 bar 456 bar n86 uh can you tell me where where that is in space and let me know what's there <coughs> if someone finds krypton can you please let me know so this visual is pretty good um i actually thought a lot of detail went into this actually it's showing off where uh krypton is supposed to be with, with the debris floating around it but as we get to the next shot it's not actually Krypton, as I initially thought it, um, but it's actually the Red Sun. So the debris is actually still <coughs> in the vicinity of where the, the planet used to be, but the Red Sun of Krypton is obviously still there. So Superman flies off to see where the distress signal is coming from. All right, so great work from the art department here. So as I mentioned before about the, the radar, so not only is the radar still on there, but the distance has changed to 18,000 to 850. And, yeah, well done. Like, I don't know if you can hear me clapping there, but that is just <coughs> something very small. Um, unless you actually pause it, you will never notice it. Um, I just thought that was really well done. The fact that they, you know, they changed the distance of where, you know, previously, where he previously was. But also it has a little triangle on there. And the first thing I thought about was, wow, space invaders. Um, but yeah, you you have to you have to pause the episode to understand what I'm talking about. But but yeah, so Superman lands on a planet not far from the debris of Krypton. No traces of kryptonite radiation, he says. So the planet looks very similar to that of Krypton from what we saw back in the first three episode of the episodes of the series. So if we go back to the last one of Krypton's part one, and parts of part two, um, very similar in in design. <coughs> Obviously, you know this planet's run down so all the instead of all the colorful buildings are obviously been destroyed but they're all gray instead of being you know the color that we saw in um the first couple episodes of the series so as superman looks around he firstly finds a doll but this doll is actually you know encased in ice so you know looking at it from his side of out of things is going there must be there must have been or there must be civilization on this planet so as he continues to walk around he discovers an energy beacon or a computer of some kind, as he as he starts to approach it, it actually turns itself on. <coughs> Excuse me. I apologise for all the coughing. As I found out by doing this process of doing a podcast on your own, doing a lot of talking, um, yeah, it does make me cough a lot. So, <laughs> so I do have a drink beside me, and I apologise. Um, so as he starts to uh, walk towards the computer, he's, we see a globe and inside it a hologram projection of a woman and she calls herself Carla Z. So she is the chief physician of Argo City. She continues to say, all right, so what I'm going to do now is just basically talk about the whole spiel that she says in this hologram and when she comes up and she's talking to Kal-El. So five years ago, Argo was thriving vibrant a vibrant world but then without warning our sister planet krypton was destroyed in a in a great chain of explosions 
Now, if you actually go back and watch this episode, they've actually reused footage of um, you know the first the first episode of where Krypton exploded. So, if you actually go back and watch this episode, you'll actually notice it's the same footage from that episode. So, for this Krypton's uh, Krypton's destruction tore Argo from its orbit. The resulting devastation destroyed most of our world and sent it moving slowly and inexorably away from our sun, leaving a few desperate survivors slowly freezing to death. There was nothing my people could do but pray our distress signals would be answered. But now, I can wait no longer. I have taken a desperate last chance to save my surviving family. To my knowledge, we're all that is left of Argo. Please help us. It, is, it was actually a very sad... Um, you know, when watching it, you just listen to the to her voice and just hear that you know that this was not caused by by them. This was obviously caused by the destruction of Krypton. They've moved away from the sun. The planet's frozen over. Um, no one's come to their their aid. Um, so so after after the footage was complete, uh, the whole system turned itself off, but a door opens. And as Superman walks towards it, he sees four chambers uh, lined up. So, but as he looks inside each one of them, he just notices just you know each each person inside the first three chambers. The chambers have been broken apart. Um, he finds three people dead, um, and Superman feeling very you know upset that he, you know that the people he has found has died. But then he goes goes to the last chamber. And he finds the person inside is alive and it is a young girl. Next scene, we're now back in Smallville. Alright, wait a minute. Knock, 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 knock. How? Now, someone could explain this to me, but how? How does Superman get... So you have to watch the episode to understand what I'm talking about here. But So this young girl, as we... Okay, it's Kara. Okay, it's Supergirl. All right, how is the chamber that she's inside of? How did he get that inside of his ship and return to Earth? So, all right, so Superman came to Earth in this ship when he was a baby. Okay, and Doctor Hamilton's obviously refit it so now Superman can sit inside this ship. Yep, I understand that. That's no dramas whatsoever. But now all of a sudden, it's large enough to encase. A chamber with a human with a, with a being inside it that can fit inside the ship and return to Earth. Hmm. Anyway, the power of animation. We just have to believe it that it happened. <laughs> anyway, and we presume it is it, it is the the girl from the chamber. We we just see a girl flying and. You know, around around Smallville, we presume it's it's the girl from the chamber, and yes, it is. I love this the flying scene. I love the music that's encompassed by it, and there's a little cute little scene when you know Kara's flying, and she runs into a, a, a flock of ducks, and you know they just happen to be doing the flying V. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Mighty Ducks series, and the, the new TV show that came on this year. Um, so that that's the first uh, thought that it came to my mind was yep. The ducks, the mighty ducks. But as she gets a little too excited for herself, she is stopped by Clark as Clark jumps up in the air and grabs her and brings her down to Earth. 
And as we learn, uh, her name is Kara. And that also Clark reiterates to her that she shouldn't be flying, or in her case, vro- vrooming uh, during the daytime. So V-R-O-O-M-I-N-G. So vrooming. You know, vroom, vroom. Um, I thought that was pretty funny from, from Kara. Kara still feels the loss of her planet, as you can imagine, and wanted to have saved her mother and her friends. And now that she knows she has the power, she wants to be able to help people. Uh, but Clark won't let let her uh, do this until she adjusts to life on Earth a little bit more and, you know, just be patient. Which I can understand where Clark's coming from in this, in this instance, but I don't think this is the right response to a teenage girl. Do you? You know, any of those who got teenage girls out there, as I do, <laughs> we all know when, when they want to do something, they'll find a way. As we will probably learn out, uh, learn in this episode. So as Mara and Pa, Kent, Cara and Clark are sitting around the dining room table, Martha asks Clark if he is staying the night, but apparently Intergang Inter- is back in town. As Cara starts to inquire about Intergang, as in, you know, what is it? Martha responds with, there are a bunch of hoodlums with terrible weapons, to which Jonathan finished with, they cause Clark no end of trouble. So Clark takes off, but Cara is intrigued by this, and she continues to ask Jonathan questions about Intergang. So as that's going on, we're now back in Petropolis, and we see Lois and Jimmy at a technology show, to which feels like... Oh, to which Lois says, I think, which is one of the best lines. So they're walking into this technology show. Lois says one of the best lines in the episode. I don't smell a pill or two here. And then she sees some guys walking past and she goes, oh, or soap for that matter. Jimmy still feels like he's been underutilized as his potential, as, as he's not regarded as a real reporter and he's not given a break. Lois actually gives him some pretty good, good, good advice here. Never count on breaks. You want a story? Get one. It won't just drop in your lap. And as always, and as lap was said, an explosion went off. It's just like clockwork in this series. It's happened more than once, and I'm pretty sure it will happen again. So we see a man and a woman flying in what looks like discs. And, you know, they're obviously and some, some futuristic weapons of some kind. So straight away... Yep, we know it's Intergang, and these weapons and the discs that they're flying on, they've obviously come from Apocalypse. If we go back to Season 1 and Season 2, we're talking about Intergang. We know Apocalypse must be involved somewhere. Jimmy gets some good photos in there, though, I must admit. So all this is occurring. So as the pair continue to shoot up the place, they come across a large wooden crate. So this is obviously what they've come for. And they use another futuristic device to lift it up um, and fly out with it. So Lois and Jimmy start to chase, but as the criminal pair reach outside, they come across the, the police. And the weapons they're using to fire the blast shots earlier are now turned into the freeze guns. And the young gentleman uh, is part of, part of uh, Intergang, as we'll, we will learn in, in a minute, uh, starts to fire at the policeman. Um... Yeah, so he starts to free, you know, fire at the policeman, blast now freeze guns and freezes the policeman. And, you know, the young lass, um, as part of any gang, she starts to fire her laser um, at the rest of the police officers that start to arrive on site. So as the, as the gentleman of any gang yells out, 
You see Metropolis, nobody can beat Intergang. Nobody. And right on cue, what did I say? It's happened again already. It's literally not even two minutes later. Well then, just call me nobody as Superman has arrived to save the day. So the two the two individuals from Minigame put up a good fight actually against Superman with a few good blows in there on the Man of Steel. But as Superman stops a woman by grabbing her flying dish, she falls to the ground and a gold coin lands on the ground just next to Jimmy and he just happens to reach down and pick it up and have a look at it. So the gentleman from the Intergang thinks he has Superman frozen as he's using the freeze gun on Superman's but Superman has the last laugh as he uses his heat vision on a fire hydrant and it sprays all over the Intergang member, now leaving him fully frozen. So as Superman starts to break free, the woman from Intergang now has risen to her feet and placed a disc on the back of Lois and she starts to float up into the sky. So as Superman is now distracted and goes off to save Lois, the two from Intergang make a getaway, but they did not get away with what they intended to steal. So, while this is all going on, Superman saved Lois, but... Alright, we'll learn, we'll learn, obviously, where these two guys are going next, but one thing that got me in this episode is... that Actually, we'll talk about this next paragraph, and then I'll, I'll go back to what I was, I was discussing. So, we're now at, at the Hobbs Bay Rec Centre. So, this place is pretty run down, so it looks like it's been closed for, for a couple of years. Um, so, inside, there is a band playing with a, with a lot of young adults, about the same age as the two members from Intergang. Uh, just standing around, waiting, talking to each other. So the, the two, now the guy and girl from Inner Gang have returned and start to brag about taking down Superman. But then we hear a voice. Someone we have not met in the series. It's Granny Goodness. So as we get to meet Granny for the first time, she goes on to say, an obedient family is a happy family. As she uses her device, which we spoke about episode, earlier on in the episode, that she has in her hands to scare those around her, and she finishes with, and a happy family means a happy granny. I love it. And Asna, love the voice. But going back to what I spoke about before, so these two members from Gang have gone to steal something from this technology show. They didn't come back with it, but there was no consequences. So I'm starting to think there was no, <coughs> this was not a job. They just went to go and try and steal and when the box broke, when they actually dropped this box when Superman arrived, it just looks looked to be almost like VCRs inside it. So I've got no or computers inside. So I don't know what they would have used it for, but we never got to see um, what it was for. But there was no consequences of not bringing it back. So I don't think it was any part of any mission whatsoever because there was no discussion about it whatsoever afterwards. All right, so we're now back at the Daily Planet and Clark is shocked when he hears that his cousin is here to see him. So, it wasn't actually explained in this episode, you know, who Kara was, like who her parents were. So, we don't really know. We might, I, I can't remember off the top of my head whether we learn in this series or where it's later on. Um, but I'm pretty sure we do learn a bit more about, you know, Kara's background later on. Um, so, as, as this young girl starts to walk close to the clerk, she raises her glasses and said, it's me, Kara as she is wearing a brown wig over her blonde hair and glasses, of course. Clark's, look, Clark's looking a little angry here, as, uh, you know, he did say for Kara to stay in Smallville and be patient. Kara goes on to say, You saw through my secret identity? Clark quickly pushes her into another room and asks Kara how she got to Metropolis, and as Clark said, No rooming, so she ran. 
So, Kara saw Intergang on TV and thought Clark could use her help, but unfortunately, Clark doesn't want her rushing into anything that she isn't ready for. Which you can kind of understand, as, you know, Kal-El did grow up on Earth, and it took a long time for him to hone his his powers and to, you know, understand how they were, that, you know, and in fact, she's only been on Earth for a short time to try and rush into what he's doing. Understand exactly where he's coming from. But as I said, being a teenage girl, being told no. But that, that's the same with teenage boys as well. Like, you tell a young teenager no, they're going to find a way to, to do what they want anyway. So Clark, Clark gives Kara keys to his apartment and says, we'll talk later. How does Kara know where he lives? Like, he didn't write down a thing there, and this is where, where my address is. Um, so let's just think, you know, lock it in for the next episode. I'll probably forget. But she now holds Clark's keys to his apartment. And later on in this episode, she's going to break out and become Supergirl. So where do those keys end up, and how does Clark get back into his apartment without having to get more keys customly made, custom made? I know that's a tangent, but just something I just thought about. Anyway, so Jimmy's still having problem, uh, problems of his own as he wants to help Lois with her story, but she believes it's too dangerous. So Jimmy tries to convince Lois for, for him to help her as he shows her the coin that he found at the technology show, and now he, he realizes that it's a game taken and tries to see where it came, where, where, it, you know, where its origin is, and maybe they might be able to find where Intergang is. So Lois pretty much just moves off and just leaves Jimmy to go and do it himself. So Jimmy decides, all right, I'm going to go. I'll go and do this myself then if no one's going to help me. Kara, however, overhears this conversation and ends up catching up with Jimmy in the elevator and offers offers her assistance. Now this scene here, even though it didn't go for very long, but this kind of reminds me of season seven of Smallville when the episode where Pete Ross comes back um, you know, when he's eating the kryptonite chewing gum. Um, I think this is the episode where, you know, Jimmy and... Even though Jimmy and Chloe were an item, but I think this is the time when they were separated. So this is when Kara actually took Jimmy out in the, like to a concert. So this kind of reminds me of that a little bit. So so again, another part of the Superman animated series that was used by, by Smallville, as we alluded to earlier about Superman Returns. So she rocks up in the elevator, but yeah. The, but the funniest thing is, like she's as as she showed Clark her disguise earlier. She took off the brown wig and the glasses. So now we've just got Kara, like with without obviously her disguise. But she walked in the elevator, and Jimmy could obviously see that you know this is her. So I wonder how that's spoken about later on. So as Kara and Jimmy are going around the city trying to find where this token comes from. Kara tells Jimmy a little white lie and says her name is Karen and that she's an intern and she just started today. Jimmy, however, is not buying it, but goes along with it anyway. Jackpot. They found the right place and Kara even notices one of the members from the Intergang and she sees one of the laser weapons. As Kara and Jimmy follow the two from Intergang, Kara secretly uses her strength to open one of the doors, unbeknown to Jimmy, of course. But as the door slams, they are caught. They are caught. We meet all of the other members of Inner Gang and Granny Goodness. Jimmy tries to do some quick 
sweet talking by saying, Ah, my chick and I heard Intergang were back in biz. It sounded like a good gig. Thought we'd join up. Granny starts to give a great speech, as she always does, but Kara is having none of it and tries to convince all of Granny's followers they are being duped. So as Granny gives the order to kill Kara, <coughs> Intergang starts to attack her, but then as she starts to get the upper hand, she unveils her new costume, to which Jimmy says, Jimmy says, I don't believe it, a Supergirl. So there, hence you get Supergirl in the title of this, this episode. So Granny uses her device on Kara, so the handheld device, with no effect as Granny is taken down. But Granny has other ideas. She's now activated the boom tube to open up a portal to Apocalypse. As we see Granny's female furies as they look to attack Supergirl and Jimmy. And then we have the titles to be continued. Wow. So that completes another episode of Superman the Animated Series. This episode rated an 8.1 out of 10 and IMDb. And Mark Lax from the Superman Ho page gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, just a note as well. Um, those who were not aware, I'm, I think I brought it up. I'm not sure. Um, I was actually, I, I actually, um, you know, Super, the Superman homepage um, reached out a long a while ago about if anyone wanted to do the reviews of uh, the remaining episodes of season four of Lois and Clark's New Adventures of Superman, and that's something uh, that that's been my passion for a long, long time. I've always wanted to be a movie reviewer or a critic as you might say so i was lucky enough to do you know a lot of episodes of season four onto the superman homepage. and that, as i completed my last episode i got asked to finish the uh, season three of superman the animated series so i think it's the third episode in season three is when i'll be starting doing my reviews so when i get stuck into season three of the podcast um when I go into the conclusion side of things, I'll also do a, have a little talk about the discussion of my review that will be on the Superman homepage as well. Um, so as for me, for my ratings of this episode, have changed to if I would watch it again. So in this case, of course, yes. It's the origin of Supergirl. Um, it's going to be a two-parter, so you have to watch the next one. I like how it was a different telling of the story. Um, you know, Kara wasn't sent to Earth by her by her parents, the same as Cla- uh, Kal-El. Um, she says in the episode that she is Clark's cousin, as we alluded to earlier, whereas in the you know, other interpretation, especially in Smallville and Supergirl, you know, we know that she's her cousin because, you know, but in this series, we don't. So I like how, so it just makes, and also it makes you want to watch the next episode. So even when I finish doing the review on this episode, talking about it i'm i'm pretty much going to watch the next episode straight afterwards and get the next episode ready to go for next week because what i want to try and do is have season three completed by the end of this year and not you know not have the big gap that i've had in the past so normally from here i'd I'd, um, talk about some notes from the dc animated universe wiki uh, but because this is a two-part episode i'm going to talk about that in the next episode so Stand by for some extra goodies.
that's another episode down. Hope you had fun listening to it as I did making it. It'd be great to hear from you. Please rate and review this episode and tell me what you thought of this episode. Did you like it? Did you dislike it? Please subscribe. I'd love to be able to share our love for Superman in the animated space to everyone who wants to hear. Again, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who listens to the podcast. Hopefully the numbers of the podcast can continue to grow. We can have a bigger audience and get everyone talking about Superman in the animated space. So if you're listening to this episode, you've obviously found the podcast somewhere. However, we are on all of your favorite podcatchers. As for the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter at SupAnimatedPod or the MWord81. You can also find us on Facebook at the MWord81. Or you can find the podcast and all things Superman DC related on the webpage www.themword81.com or you can send us an email at themword81 at yahoo.com and if you want to reach out to talk about anything else just not in the animated space but Superman as a whole it would be great to hear from you um, if you'd like to be a guest on the on the podcast talk about season 3 uh, that would be great to have you know different thoughts uh, as, as you're all probably sick of just hearing my voice the whole time but I do really appreciate everyone who comes and listens to the podcast, uh, especially those who interact with me on Twitter. Um, it's great to know that there is other fans out there like me who love the, the character and love the series. So thank you again. So once again, thank you for listening. Tune in next time. I am Nathan McKenzie. This is Superman, the animated podcast. Superman.